Didn't meet him before. Be honest, you've met Elton, haven't you? I swear on my life I've not met Elton. Yeah, be honest, good. are you meeting Elton when you go over? Yes, I will be. Oh, oh You know what I'm picturing? Know, yeah. I'm picturing Elton John looking at you and your outfit and going, look, even I think that's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be covered in glitter. Hello and welcome to the Professor and Barney podcast episode five. Mm. If you're following along, this episode should have a big twist, I believe. I think so. Um, other voices you'll be hearing this evening, this afternoon, today, whenever it is. Andrew Barney Barnett. Hello, Professor. How are we? Oh, very well. Nick Rado. Kia ora. <laughs> I thought this would be longer than that, but Sorry. No, that's good. That's good. You're well? Yeah, very well. Good. And yeah. the tuxedo. Tomothy, how are you? Hello, gentlemen. Um, what is this podcast, you might be asking? Well, this podcast is... It's the number 11 sports podcast on the Australian charts currently. Wow. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, we're doing... Out of the 12. Out of the yeah. 12, yeah. We're doing okay. Um, what we do is we find an event, something from the sporting um, world during the week, and then we use that to then look historically into the rest of the sporting... And history. Annals. Oh, sorry. Annals. Annals. Um, Tommy... Before we get into what our topic is this week, have you got a little five-star review for us? Got a five-star review for you now, guys. Now, just before we start, what we do, we encourage people to leave five-star reviews, write them out, um, mainly to give Nick shit. Yes. Um, <laughs> My favourite part of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And then we read them out at the top of the show. Mm. Okay, this one's from Andy M 73 mm -hmm. I feel like he's going to be nice to me. Uh, yeah, you actually don't get a full-blown mention in oh. it. Oh. Uh, but you, you, get, you get bagged out by association. Okay, um, oh, here we go. <laughs> and it's entitled, it's entitled As Mediocre As Their TV Show. Yes. Oh. Uh, just like the Night Watchmen and their series of mediocre league shows, this podcast falls into their usual level of humour. Rubbish show, but like their other shows, I guess I'll be looking out for, for it again next week. Uh, yes. <laughs> By the way... How, lo how long till you kill Tommy Tuxedo off again? Fair dinkum. He must be a cat with lives he's had. Mm. Yes. We often call you, you are a cat, aren't you? We often Massive say, Tommy, cat. you're a cat. Yeah. Because you do cat. clean yourself with your tongue, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And how? How he gets that leg behind I his don't head. Know. Mm. I, don't I love know. kibble. All right. Well, uh, yeah, keep putting up your reviews and um, we'll keep being humiliated. It's fantastic. Tommy, what is the topic you have for us this week? So in the light of the... I've got to stop you there. Every week you say, in the light of. Mm. In the dark of... No. <laughs> no, the saying is, in light of. Okay. <laughs> every okay. week you do, in the light of, like we've go. just flicked the switch. No, you learn something new every day. You're like dad, a Billy so Joel it's song. Good. It's good. Learn something new every day. Learn in the light of... How about you put something on Instagram for us? Wait, you can't. Because you're an idiot. What do you call him? Uh, just, okay, you know, the in, in, in light of... And go. Uh, in the light of... <laughs> Switching the in light In light on. of um, Sonny Bill Williams' return to rugby league for the Toronto Wolfpack in the English Super League. Rawr. Where he had an absolute Betty Crocker. Um, we are doing code hoppers this week. Mm. So good, bad... Code hoppers, people who should have shouldn't have hopped so many times. Yep. Whatever you whatever you feel tickles your fancy. Okay. Um, so yeah, and we're doing Australian and Kiwi code hoppers, and then our our favourite code hopper and 
our least favourite coat hopper. Now, talk to us about Sonny Bill Williams' return. So, he's to rugby league. He's gone to the Toronto Wolfpack. $10 million. Is it for one season or two seasons? I believe it's a two-year deal. Right. And he's, he's come out first game and stunk it up. It was three knock-ons, wasn't it? Three knock-ons he had, and he, he did absolutely nothing for them. Now, uh, just just refresh me, because I'm not as across rugby union as I am across rugby league. Um, so, he's been playing rugby union for how many years, Tommy? Ooh, four, four think, years, four, oh, five. and he's Long, come. Yeah, he's yeah. World Cup. He no, is, but he's, yeah. but he's, but he went back in between, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so he yeah. came back in a World Cup year, played for four years, mm-hmm. and then made a second World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a couple of great tweets that went out about Sonny Bill Williams's performance. Yeah. Um, SBW giving George Burgess a run for his money in massively disappointing stakes. When you get, you know, spoken about in the same sort of phrase mm-hmm. as. As George, George Burgess. Burgess. You know you're knocking it on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was, have Toronto still got the receipt for SBW? Oh, nice. Ooh, right. catty. Oh. Catty. Um, the answer is no. Yeah. No, they don't. Let's talk about why people code hop. I know you like this, Barney, when we dig deep at the start. Yeah. What, what makes an athlete, somebody like a Sonny Bill Williams, or perhaps let's say Michael Jordan. Sure. On top of his game, best player in the world, making millions and millions of dollars, mm-hmm. all of a sudden wins the title with the Bulls and then goes, you know what, I'm going to switch to baseball. Why do players do this? I, I think it's natural because you, like any of us sitting around this table, all play junior sport mm. and we all wonder at times that you come here, oh, what could have been? We've achieved nothing mm. and still you wonder. You've got to imagine that guys that were good at – because. A lot of these athletes growing up at school would have been best in just about every sport they yeah. tried. Yep. And th- it'd have to be that lingering thing. And then once you've got enough money and you've got You can enough, do whatever you want. Well, you've got enough ego too. Like, you know, you've, you've conquered one sport. Well, wouldn't it be logical I, can't, I can conquer the next sport? Do you think it's the challenge? Do you think it's... Do, yeah, uh, they're yeah, bored because they've achieved it. It's too easy. Yeah. Well, see, with Jordan, there was a couple of things. So the owner of the Chicago White Sox was the same owner as the Chicago Bulls, so it was easy. He just slid straight in. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing was that his father was murdered, if you remember. Um, And his father had seen his last basketball game for the Bulls. And so then, you know, his dad was a big baseball fan, so then he wanted to switch to honour his dad somewhat, which I, I think... Sonny Bill is slightly different. I think he just wants heaps of cash to roll around in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there is that. Um, I think the, the new challenge would have to be up there for you, though. With, with Michael Jordan, he was, he was touted. He sort of had that option early on, and I think it happens particularly in those American sports where the professionalism has been for so long that you've got to sort of pick a route. If you're going to go to college or you're going to get drafted out of high school, you've got to pick one, not the other. Okay, well, let's get into it, Tommy. Favourite Aussie slash Kiwi code hopper. Barney, let's lead us off. All Who right. you got? Um, sorry to be so cliched, blokes, but uh, my, uh, my favourite uh, Aussie code hopper is, uh, well, we all know him, Brian Booth. We all remember oh, him, uh, the great middle-order batsman, part-time off-spinner. We all remember his 29 tests between 61 and 66. Tommy, you and I were just chatting about that the other day. <laughs> Not to mention, Nick, you were talking about his 93 first-class matches for New South Wales. I mean, we remember his elegant batting style. Mm. What were you saying, Tommy? Soft hands, strong wrists. That's what you like. <laughs> exactly. I'm yeah. sure you were talking about Brian exactly. Booth at that yeah. stage. Yeah. Yep. Um, we all remember that great story, his second first-class game where he, he got called up late. He was already at work working at Helston Agricultural College as a PE teacher. He had to catch the train in, turned up half an hour late, played in a borrowed cap. What a lot of people don't realise is prior to his uh, being a uh, regular first-class cricketer and being a <laughs> test player, he took some time off. He took some time off cricket to focus on another sport, what a great that? sport. Uh, he qualified... 
1956, uh, he represented Australia at the Olympics in the greatest Olympic sport there is, (laughs) hockey. Okay. Uh, he was a men's hockey player oh, for God. Australia, uh, and look, a lot of people say that's that's where he got the soft hands, strong wrists. We need to go. We need to talk about the background on this. Okay, there is a rule in our office at work. If you've seen our office photographs online, that Barney is not allowed to talk about field hockey because really? the guys get too excited. Because loves it. It, it, because it, it's for one, he talks about it all the time about how good he was. He was yeah. I wasn't good. No, <laughs> no. Apparently, he knows everybody because they played field hockey with Trent Copeland and Trent Copeland. Yes, former. Uh, well, not former. He's a he's a New South Wales uh, bowler and uh, test player. Nobody wants to hear about field hockey. Well, I've got to, I'm going to people jo- love it. I'm going to join in on it. Yeah. I went to um, tertiary education with uh, Kyle Pontifex, who was the oh, New Zealand goalkeeper go. for hockey. And we made fun of him because he was a goalkeeper and he, we just said, well, that could be anyone under there. No, <laughs> we all remember the Pontifex <laughs> saves. <laughs> you don't, you don't, field hockey is not a real sport. Ice it is a real is a sport. sport. Hey, it is the national sport it's, of India, the world's most populous country. It's not, uh, cricket is not the it's, national sport of India? No, cricket is, uh, is monetarily bigger but more broadly played. Is hockey. That is such oh horse shit. Mate, Google it, that, they call, Phil. It the, they call it the soccer of the AstroTurf. <laughs> <laughs> the world's the soccer with sticks. <laughs> so many. It's, but you know what, Graham? Up, growing up, yep. when you're at school, yeah. the kids that went off to play hockey were kids that couldn't make the, the football team or the cricket team or the basketball team. They'd go, I'm, I'm going off to play hockey. Not where I grew up. They were the coolest, toughest Oh, no, and according best kids. to you. Mate, let me run through some, high, some cricketers who've uh, Or in New Zealand, been, they were um, the team that couldn't afford ice skates. <laughs> <laughs> no one plays ice hockey in the Southern Hemisphere. It's ridiculous. Um, Jaunty Rhodes, great cricketer. Also, uh, he got selected um, for the uh, 92 Olympics, but South Africa didn't qualify. Uh, for which sport did he choose? Uh, field, well, Cricket. field hockey. Then in he no, got, all he, of these. He got picked for Atlanta as well, but had a hamstring injury, couldn't play, so had to settle for playing Test cricket. Uh, Michael Slater represented New South Wales mm, as a junior. Chose cricket. Uh, our good mate Elisa Healy. We mm. had good hockey chat when she was in for yeah. the show. Yeah. What she choose though? Cricket. Well, there's cricket. no professional <laughs> thing. Johnny Bairstow credits his batting. Uh, based on the fact that he played hockey as a kid. Cricket. You remember the great Kiwi Edwin McLeod? Oh, yeah. Hang on. One test for yeah. one, you can't quote somebody that's played one test. Yeah, you know, okay, this is this is the one. Also, you Johnny Bairstow, didn't he just get dropped by England? Who's who's the great? No, no. no Bairstow's moving in. It's um, Joss Butler. Joss Butler. Joss Butler. Joss Butler. Yeah. But he did Joss, get angry dropped Joss Butler. Butler to go in, didn't he? No, didn't they just or move in? No, no, Bairstow just wasn't in the gloves. okay. Wasn't in the gloves. Now... Probably widely considered the greatest batsman uh, of of the current age, other than Steve Smith, Virat Kohli. Mm. Now, did Virat Kohli play hockey? No, no, he didn't. Because <laughs> this is the quote: "It's it's very scary. I feel getting on the hit on the face during a penalty corner. Uh, I don't know how those guys do that. You need a lot of guts. Virat Kohli too scared to play a real game. Wow. There we go. Virat Kohli too scared to play hockey. You heard it here yeah. first. We're moving the, the band from Barney. the office oh. to the podcast. There no is way. No talk. Send in your hockey chat. We'll talk sticks. Wait, professor, <laughs> professor, how many you know times what? Let's does Barney call... invite you and I down to the local hockey club? Tommy, which you are were posted, just... supposedly is attached to the RSL or something. It is. Connie, like, mate, get down we'll there, go down, watch a game, and, uh, have and a we'll just schooners. have a few schooners. And I'm Do you like... really want to re- reveal to our listenership and our viewership that you like hockey? Yes. It's a and great you're game. proud to... Proud. Uh, it's a, it is a great game. What is it about hockey? Great people. What is it about hockey that turns the barnet on? 
just the the chance to be selected because he couldn't get picked for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, you know what it is. <laughs> you say that, but I was far too fat and slow even when I was young and quick and skinnier than I wait, am wait. now. Wait, wait. You were fat and slow when you were young and quick. Well, yeah. yeah by compared to my current standard of fat and slow, right. when I now look at me and go, "Geez, I was I was skinny and quick then." I was still too fat and slow to play. Okay. I was uh, I was down the back playing on the defence. I was that guy standing on the. Uh, on the post in the penalty corner, waiting to get hit in the face. That Virat Kohli says those guys have a lot of guts, and I did probably too much, which why I couldn't move too quick. Why don't they make the sticks longer so that you don't have to bend over and have bad posture all the time? That's a good question. Because I'm sure a lot of injuries would just be like, oh my back sore again. No, no, no. Good, good hockey player. It's all in the quads, mate. You squat, you keep your back, <laughs> keep your back straight, okay, you're upright, you've got vision hockey. down the my field. God. No, um, look, I'm starting a new podcast. It's called the Short Corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you'll be on it. You were telling me how much you like to have a penalty stroke together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I wear one of those face masks too. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going next. I'm going next. We're, no you more hockey chat. Put the glove on too. Put the and sometimes I hit myself on the foot. Yeah. What is it? Why is it when Why is it when they hit the ball? There's the squirt of the water on the thing. Why it's is it, why is it idiot. No, well, no, it's not actually. It's a it generally water-based. Boo! It's water. Well, they've moved actually. To, there's another composite thing that. I can't believe it's that hockey question. I don't care. Give me your astroturf oh questions. God. Get at me, Mr. A Barnett. Okay, I'm going Instagram. next. Let's talk. Huh? Brad Thorne. Brad Thorne <laughs> yeah. is my choice of the greatest Aussie code hopper Kiwi. of all time. Aussie Sorry. Brad. Aussie Brad, as he's known, one of he, Australia's greatest. Kiwi Thorn. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, All this Black bloke, thorn. He, he jumped back and forth um, between league and rugby union, just could not decide, like a two-year-old trying to, to decide what colour of yoghurt. Like, I had an incident with my son this morning about the yoghurt. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Nick, you give him four colours, they don't, won't choose one, there's a tantrum. That's right. Oh, I love how you say colours of yoghurt. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're flavours. <laughs> oh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so 94 to 2000 played league, 2001 to 2004 played rugby, 05 to 07 league, then back to rugby in 08 to 015. Um, 22 years. Do we have any data on how many knock-ons he made when he came back to league? Because <laughs> yeah. this might just be a temporary thing for Sonny Bill. This, this guy was Sonny Bill but awesome. Mm. He was amazing. <laughs> 22 years professional rugby league player, 200 NRL games, 171 professional rugby union games, 11 origins for Queensland, eight games for the Kangaroos, 59 games for the All Blacks, including a World Cup win in 2011. Retired at the age of... 40, came back at 41. Yes. <laughs> played Queensland County Rugby Union. He, he's just, he's a machine, absolute machine. Um, and not to mention 2012, went and played for Leinster, won a Heineken Cup. Correct. Yeah. So he played for the All Blacks and for Queensland. And for Australia. And for Australia. Only man that's done it. That is kangaroos no, 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 I'm, and I'm all I'm focusing on the fact that the, he played for <laughs> Queensland in the state of origin. This is my real beef. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> because blame the blame anyone. Like Kalen Ponga. Yeah. What about James Tamo though? He played for New South Wales. He's all right. Auckland. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> when he retired at Leinster. Yes. An Irish newspaper. They interviewed him. They said, "What was your career highlight? A man that's done everything, right?" He mm. said, "He's the ultimate diplomat. He didn't want to upset anybody." So he said. The World Cup win in 2011 for the All Blacks was massive, which it was. But then he said, but winning the Rugby League Grand Finals with the Broncos was also massive. Right. So here's the question to you guys. Would you rather win a World Cup with the All Blacks or an NRL title with the, with the Broncos? 
World Cup for the All Blacks. I'd say World Cup for the All Blacks as well. I don't like either of those teams. Can I just <laughs> can I just have a like a be second fiddle on a well, comedy mate, show could, on a Friday night? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, why don't you you win something in hockey that no one cares well, about? Yeah, mate. Now, if <laughs> yeah. we talk Champions Trophy with the Kookaburras, oh, I'm in. Constellation Cup. Is it a big? That could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be a big one. But also, that was quite uh, harsh on the Leinster team who just won after he just done the interview. Well, he, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's what the Irish guy was me. getting at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Asked him other questions. Which country did he prefer representing? He said definitely Australia by heaps. Yeah, um, yeah. right. And he said he, said he said he always wished he played for the Wallabies, but he couldn't make the side. Do you so. know the funniest thing is the guy has <laughs> literally gone through his whole career playing for the best teams at any level yeah, possible. <laughs> He's like, okay, we'll play for the best rugby league international team, Australia, and win a World Cup. Yep. He's like, God, I'm not going to play for the the Kiwi rugby league team, yeah. I'm definitely going to play for the All Blacks in rugby because mm. they're going to win everything. Yeah. Mm. And then Queensland were good when he was there and he was yeah. there as well. Oh, like, so he, he's yeah. gone. Matt, he's picking, picking oh, he and is. choosing where, I mean, he, where he can win. Oh, he's 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 yeah, one of those people that sort of get on the bandwagon when Manchester United are good. 100%. 100%. And even Leinster, they had Brian City. O'Driscoll. Yeah. They, were the, they had pretty much the whole Irish team. Silver so I'm going to say that... When he's, he played with the Silver, <laughs> silver <laughs> I'm going to say that he's not the greatest because Didn't he play just for the went, Black Sticks. He no. just he just went oh. to teams that were winning. That's what I'm going to say. He's, oh, he's mate, 22 years. Can I just say this also? He said the... The other things he said to the newspaper reporter, he said the All Blacks World Cup win in 2011 was a fluke. Uh, and he also admitted that <laughs> Richie McCaw was a filthy cheat. So yes. oh, wow. straight from the words of a bloke that played with him. Straight from the mouth I think he'd been drinking too much from the Heineken Cup. Uh, <laughs> every, <laughs> said that. There's every chance of that. So he's my choice for greatest Australian code helper. Nick, do oh, you mate, have... I'm going to top it. This guy is probably the best... Uh, Can I just before before we do, um, Phil? What sports bet paying on Nick picking an All Black as his favourite for something <laughs> in this podcast? Because it'd have to be short. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a few good ones too. So it, it's got to be really a dollar short. Dollar one. Yeah. There we go. Okay. We here got? we go. This is going to be this is a good guy. Is the best, most multi talented sports person that's ever lived, George Smith. Uh, Smith could be, yeah, he's he's the best. Basically, he was um, dubbed. His nickname was called the Greyhound. So as, in the, as in the number seven, he was around. He was around plays, before our time, guys. He was around the okay. uh, late eighteen nineties. Okay. The late eighteen nineties <laughs> and the early nineteen noughties. Uh, so um, <laughs> he was a member of the first New Zealand rugby league team at that stage. Where they were called the All Golds. <laughs> 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 they didn't. They didn't believe in themselves enough to have their own name. So they just weirdly the they were part time. Yeah. Part time All Golds. <laughs> um, he. Had multiple. Uh, he played for the All Blacks as well, which is you, uh, you won your money. Yep, can yep. cash in your checks now. Also, this is what I like about him. Um, he was a multiple national sprinting and hurdling champion, and also get this: a successful jockey. What? So. Do you know how much of an athlete you have to be to Frosby flop over a hurdle every 10 metres? <laughs> <laughs> Just get up and... <laughs> As a jockey to do the hurdles, that's the hardest job in the world and I just appreciate him on just that alone. Have you got any but hang on, but back on... then, were jockeys little? Maybe it took him a while to work out that you needed small ones. Mate, I'm... Or he rode the horse over the hurdles. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's called, <laughs> show, it's called show jumping, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> the rules were different back then. Um, there was there was less TV cameras at the game, so no one knew. Uh, so athletics, okay, as a track athlete, Smith was outstanding sprinter and hurdler. He won 15 national championships between 1898 and 1904 in the 100-yard sprint and the 440-yard hurdles. 100 yards back then, too, was you had to go through 100 backyards. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> the hurdles were spread the out. <laughs> there were some washing lines to, yeah, yeah. to contend with. Uh, Not to mention toys. dogs. Yeah. To avoid the dogs. <laughs> it was a dangerous sport back then. Uh, the 120-yard hurdles, uh, he won that four times. And uh, as well as the multiple, he won multiple Australasian championships as well. But this is the big one. In 1902, he won the Triple A quarter mile hurdles, in, uh, an event where he unofficially had the world record of 58.5 seconds. Now, you've got to love an unofficial world record. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, what do you reckon that was, Keith? Oh, 58.5 seconds, I reckon. <laughs> That's what he did. Um, so in rugby union, he was uh, made the All Blacks um, in 1901. Uh, he was part of the uh, the Originals, uh, went on the original tour. What position does a jockey play in the All yeah. Blacks? A wing and fullback and uh, riding number eight. <laughs> um during the original tours, he scored nine. He played nineteen games and he scored nineteen tries. He only played two tests, so this was back when they were, like went on the boat and it took them five months to yeah, get there. Yeah, and then there. they played. Yeah. Couple and then they, they played like you know Leinster and all those yeah. kind of ga- uh, games as and well. They they'd take extra players in case someone you know passed away at sea on the way. <laughs> you know, yeah. with a different squad, you had to blood a couple of juniors <laughs> on the way. Yeah, the juniors became captains in the end of the boat. Yeah, um, and so he played against Scotland. Scotland and Ireland scored 19 tries, made 39 appearances for New Zealand rugby, and uh, he won 21, um, uh, and he played 21 on the wing as well. And rugby league, this is the big thing for him, right? And uh, he met this guy, an Australian entre- entrepreneur called James uh, Giltonen. Yeah, yeah, James Giltonen. He started rugby league, mate. He started rugby league. He did. He did. So this is the quote. This is the Smith quote. He was reported to have uh, told. Uh, so the, check this out. So if James is all the rage here in Australia, this is what Smith said to him. What about you get rugby league going in Australia and I'll do my best uh, when I go back to New Zealand? And then that's how rugby league started. Yeah. And then they started the first ever professional tour um, uh, and they went over to Great Britain and they won and it was all great. And that's when they pinched uh, Churchill. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. And he um, made it. He, uh, when they went over to Great Britain. Um, Oldham club said, hey, do you want to play for us professionally? And he said yes. And they um, offered him £150. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. And uh, it was enough for him to bring his fiance over from New Zealand. They lived in Oldham. But like everyone called Greyhound, ladies and gentlemen, his career was cut short because he had a broken leg. (laughs) And so, uh, that was it. So, so they yeah, shot him. They shot him in He's, the back. <laughs> <laughs> he is now a glue stick. Uh, that's good. Uh, Tommy, who's your, your favourite? Okay, guys, mother? mine is uh, a stalwart of Australian Rugby League. I'm going to go with Ricky Stewart. Ricky, of, sticky. Of the Green Machine. Um, Big fan of our work, Ricky's. Yeah, Big Rick. Mm. Stick he Rick. really likes Man, us. Every time he listens to us, he kicks a chair. Um... He was born in Queanbeyan in New South Wales, so he went to um, he and but he grew up in like the ACT area, and he went to St Edmunds, which is one of Australia's sort of biggest rugby union nurseries. He um, essentially was playing for the Queanbeyan Whites, and then was selected in 1987 to go to Argentina. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. The Queanbeyan Whites? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I know. It's like the New Zealand soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> New yeah. Zealand all whites. Um, yeah. And then in 87, he was selected to go on the Wallabies tour to Argentina. Uh, Stewart played three tour matches, uh, but no test matches. So not technically... A dual international. ...ever received a Wallaby cap. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But he has played in a Wallaby jersey... Um, and then, at home. <laughs> and then uh, in 1988, a uh, couple of years later, he, he switched codes and essentially went on to become one of the, one of the best halfbacks in, in, in the NRL, I reckon. Uh, between the 80s and 90s, he won three premierships for the Canberra Raiders. Just pretty mighty many, green machine. Yeah. Mighty, how, many, how, many, how many premierships have you? Mate, I'm you just won, mate. I'm just liking you. It's pretty good, I reckon. You just you just <laughs> you, you just cross for... you just cross sticks over there, big mate. Man. I um that was that was a pretty decent team he was part of too in the uh... yeah. I mean the uh, Laurie Daly, Mel Meninga, but Gary Matt, Belcher. Matt John still says he's the best halfback he ever saw play. Mm. Really, which is a pretty big rap, even over Stacey Jones. St- St- Stacey Jones. Oh <laughs> uh, I think that's a yes. <laughs> um, he yeah he, he won Clive, Ch- Clive Churchill Medal in 1990, and he was uh, named Raiders Player of the Year in 92 and 93, and Dall- oh the Dalian player for the Winfield Cup in that year as well. Yep. So also won highest blood pressure of any coach in the yes, NRL. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. mm. I think his only big mistake was going to the Bulldogs in uh, in in. Yeah. Um, in sort of in '99, so he kind of, but again, like every great greyhound, couldn't come back from a broken leg. Yeah, really. Or oh, oh, no, shot him, covering from a reoccurring knee injury, but he broke his leg in that in the sticky. What grand final was that? Where he where he seriously hurt himself, and he never really made a full recovery there. So he only played one year at the Bulldogs, and then retired. And then went into coaching and um, got ripped off at the grand final this year, I'm going to say. Or last <laughs> yeah. year, 2019. Absolutely ripped. But you know what? Again. He's an easygoing guy. He took it all in stride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, re- he was quite composed. Yeah. Yeah. In that press conference. Yeah. Because was... I was waiting for him. I wanted him to kick off. I was yeah. so excited oh, to watch you. Was... I was waiting to hear yeah. how many texters he had from yeah, his friends. Right. Yeah. Saying how you got ripped texters? off. Yeah. No. He would have had a lot of time. All right, I guess that's all of us. Let's move on to our favourite code hopper of all time. This can yes. be an international code hopper, an Australian, a Kiwi, whoever you want. Uh, yeah. Barney? Who impresses? All right, uh, I've got to give a special mention, though, to um, I don't know if you guys have seen much of the. Uh, Nick, you would have known the Black Caps uh, and the uh, and India have been battling it out in the T20s <laughs> and the ODIs. Oh, they've been battling it, or has wow. one team been winning every game? If by We're battling being... it out you mean, yeah, one team getting absolutely beat up on. Hey, um, hang on a second. We've been very competitive for three quarters of the games. Oh, my God. I, I, I've actually – this is just – I've just remembered this. I was, so I was at a wedding in New Zealand on the weekend yeah. and uh, the celebrant at my brother's wedding, um, we were making a bit of uh, fun because she said, okay, you've got to wait till the bride and groom get 15 metres down there. And we were saying, that's a lot further than you think it is. Anyway, we marked it out. I said, you know what you need? You need one of those cricket markers. She goes, I know cricket. Mm. And I said, oh, okay. And she goes, yeah, my – Partner plays cricket. I said, "Oh, okay." She goes, "Yeah, he played against India yesterday." Oh, who was her partner? He's the keeper. Cyphert. <laughs> Cyphert. Tim Cyphert. I'm like, what is this, this nation is mental. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows the national player. But I like it how she just went. Oh, I think I know someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he played against India yesterday. I'm like, not uh, like, hey, my partner plays for the national yeah. side. Just yeah, he played against India. I think she, she's my partner. I think like, <laughs> I think if it was any other country, she would have. Just open the wedding with that. Hi, yeah. yeah, she just yeah, exactly. got married to somebody that plays for for New Zealand. Yeah, 
Yeah. And yeah. now we can proceed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She waits for the applause. <laughs> yeah. And then she Elephant in away the room. Away we go. Yeah. <laughs> she actually, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> it's <I'm>... me. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, uh, to, welcome to Wag's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do need to... One of the guys that was beating up on New Zealand, uh, Yuzvendra Chahal, uh, who's uh, obviously a spinner for India, um, plays in the uh, T20s and the, the uh, one-dayers for them. Mm. Also represented India in the World Youth Chess Championships. Um, there you go. Yeah. Mm. And weirdly, he's married to the caterer of the World <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> but my favourite story, he had to give up chess because he couldn't find a sponsor. Oh. So I couldn't go on with a Who's sponsoring chess? Uh, um, I'd imagine... Encyclopedia Britannica or something. AI Lots companies, maybe. Big Russian yeah. companies. Yeah, Computers. Right. Um, bishops. Bishops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Someone who's got a horse that goes three, seven, four, <laughs> yeah. two across. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't yeah. stop it doing this. Oh, mate, do you know who would be, uh, who would be amazing to sponsor it? The porn industry. Pornhub. 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 Porn tube. Uh, um, <laughs> no idea, I'm guys. Sending like I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> um, sorry, yes. Chess. Yeah, but Yusvendra, yeah. I should still mention, he hasn't played competitively for a while, but still ranked 84,551 in the world according to the International Chess Foundation. Which is amazing in India. Yes. That's yeah, that's <laughs> very good. Um, top 5%. I should point out he's only rated under the standard 1956 rules of chess, not of um, not uh, rapid or blitz um, for all our chess fans out there. But yeah. the, uh, the other athlete... <laughs> now, like that's pretty impressive. Two uh, two athletic pursuit um, sports, chess and cricket. Yeah. But the uh, the other athlete I've picked is uh, Vincent Edward Jackson, yeah. uh, better known as Bo Jackson. Okay. Um, now it's very common to grow up uh, playing a summer and a winter sport. Mm-hmm. Um, what isn't so common is to take that all the way into adulthood, play uh, the summer and winter sport professionally, and become a uh, well an all star in both of those sports. So between 1987 and 1991, he played baseball for the Kansas City Royals and uh, American football for the LA Raiders. Um, He only agreed to be drafted by the Raiders, by the way, uh, if he was allowed to keep playing baseball. He'd he'd been playing baseball for a season a bit by that stage. Oh, wow. Um, He sounds like the Jeff Wilson of... um of, yes. Of America. Yes. I think that's what um, they, uh, they, they used to write about him. The Jeff that he was, Wilson. <laughs> we finally Wilson. got our own Jeff Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Which, explain, because oh, a lot so of people Jeff, at home... Yes. Yeah, so Jeff Wilson was an all-black, but also he played for the Black Caps as well, uh, which is a cricket team uh, in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Very famous for, um, for having about seven runs to get with six balls to go and then yeah. losing four wickets. Mm. Yeah. His, his wife also uh, did weddings. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but um, if, you, if you don't know, I won't go right into it. He's an amazing story. There's a great 30 for 30 on him uh, called You Don't Know Bo, so you can check that out. Um, YouTube. But, yes, on, on <laughs> however you can access it, you check it out. Have a look. <laughs> I would probably send you a copy. But yeah. Yeah. You ask him nicely. Um, sadly, his career was cut short. Uh, in Broken leg? Actually, what? Kind of was. Oh. Um, he was uh, he was making a run in a playoff game, 
uh, of the uh, for the LA Raiders mm. uh, running down gets tackled. Um, he was running at a, such a pace, and this is claimed in the documentary that because of the pace and force he was running with, it dislocated his hip when the guy <laughs> grabbed around his hip. Oh, dislocated his I hip. Thought... He never um, okay. never recovered uh, fully from that. Well, that's quick. He did score a <laughs> touchdown early on where he uh, he ran through the end zone and just didn't stop until he got into uh, yeah, against, <laughs> against the Seattle Seahawks. Like Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah, and he ran straight into the locker room. When he runs into the bed. <laughs> runs into the... That's great. Yeah, he was a, he's a phenomenal athlete. If you want to just lose yourself uh, in some YouTube time, just mm. have a look at some of his highlights in both uh, baseball and uh, and football. He, one of his uh, things he was known for was to slow himself down after taking a catch in the outfield. Uh, he in uh, when he was playing baseball, he um, basically ran up a set the seven foot fence and down the other side of it, oh. like just sort of used the just did yeah, it like oh, wow. like he was skateboarding. I thought you were a wall ride, they yeah, wall ride in, uh, in skateboarding. I thought you were going to say he launched a parachute. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same. <laughs> just like a wish. Um, be great. But probably uh, best known in Australia for the series of night commercials. Um, he, he had a cross trainer um, that was branded for him, and uh, the um, the the theme was Bonos. Bonos, mm. all the different sports. Bonos, mm-hmm. this. Bonos, mm-hmm. that. And uh, well, it's probably best known as, as a premise that was ripped off mm. by the NRL Footy Show by a producer mm. named James Rochford, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> who produced this? it with a uh, well with a great uh, one sport athlete. Well, <laughs> named O'Reilly. well. It wasn't that great at that one sport, oh, Bo, and he'll right. agree with me if he's listening. <laughs> Our Bo knows was slightly different in that it was spelt B-E-A-U. Of course. Yes, he was. They were B-O, and that's actually how we got away with it. Yeah, right. Oh, really? But, yeah, because, well, Nike's not going to let you just no. go and rip off their slogan. Sure. Um, and so we... Well, what do they do with U2 then? With that? With, with the band, U2? Yeah, well, because Bono... Um. <laughs> Bono. <laughs> 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 He's been using that trademark for quite a long time. B O N. You know what? And there's a great 30 for 30 on Bo Ryan's Bo Nose. Check it out. It's on YouTube. It's a really good one. Um, all right. My go, favourite code hopper of all time is none other than the great Keith Ross Miller, which I think we all know very. Yes. Most famously, one of Australia's. Greatest all-rounders, mm. played cricket from the nine, late 1930s to 1956, 55 tests, 3,000 runs, 170 wickets, played with the Don, was a member of the Invincibles. Mm. Um, but what a lot of people don't know, know this was he was also a gun AFL player, played three seasons for St Kilda, was amazing. Um, would have played a lot more, but unfortunately a little thing called the World War II broke out. Was that a big one? Yeah, it was. It was. Involved the whole world. It It did. It was was mainly Europe, but um, (laughs) a little bit of America. (laughs) The broken leg of that generation. It was. (laughs) 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 Yes. The metaphorical Uh, broken leg. It's a cliche for a reason. (laughs) Funnily enough, he was shot at. Oh. So he was... You've got to do the at. Shot at. Yeah. So he... Became a mosquito fighter bomber pilot. Oh my god! Which what? pretty Isn't impressive. Uh, it's a, a go, someone that flies in a plane. Oh, I thought you and just said raid. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> and of, he used to. But when you're flying, you got to go. Bzzz <laughs> oh, the whole time. Funnily enough, he used to do raids on Germany, and he was oh. one of the good ones. He was amazing. Became a, a war hero, wow. um, and then comes back. You know, the war ends, he comes back to cricket and some journo asks him about pressure in cricket and Miller famously responded, arguably the greatest response from an athlete ever, pressure, mate, in cricket, in cricket, 
You've got to be kidding. Pressure is turning around and seeing a Merzer Schmidt flying up your ass. Oh, Messerschmitt. Wow. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> a Messerschmitt. <laughs> a Messerschmitt flying Messerschmitt. up your ass. Wow. And so what is a Messerschmitt? A Messerschmitt was a German... Uh... Dildo. <laughs> 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 and boy, do they fly. Uh, I don't know boy, if you know anything about World noise. War II, but lube was rationed. <laughs> it no, it was uh, obviously, obviously... You don't want to be behind you going, hearing... <laughs> <laughs> it was obviously a German plane. And yeah. we probably shouldn't laugh about it. He's a war hero, did amazing things. Then came back. Um, to cricket after that and was uh, still an amazing cricketer. Mm. Um, but if you think about it, right, you're facing back then, you're facing cricket balls that were, um, you know, going about 100 kilometres an hour, 120 kilometres an hour. Mm. This guy was dodging things that are coming at him at 2,000 kilometres an hour. Yeah. Bullets. So you go back to cricket, you are yeah, the, seeing through the matrix. The stakes right. are, like, not, uh, are not the same. You're like, right oh, well. I lost my wicket. You know, yeah. I'll go have a cup of tea and I sit down right. and watch the other guys bat. So what I'm saying is, and just tossing this up, we want to win the T20 World Cup. Why don't we send some of our team to Afghanistan? Just get them dodging some bullets from the Taliban. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you get, it might not be good, though, because then the fielders will just um, be, like, digging foxholes and stuff out of the field and just hiding <laughs> Yeah, that's true, trenches. <laughs> Although you dig a trench near the boundary, ball's going to roll into that. Uh, Having said that, though, you come back from one trip, you, you'll be seeing them like bloody beach balls. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That's just a thought. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Just so he uh, also was a jockey. Um, just to finish off, <laughs> Miller. So I think of everybody was a jockey back in the day. I think that's just how people got around. Yeah, there was yeah. no this before cars, cars, wasn't it? <laughs> now, can I also give a special mention to the Don, yeah. um, who was also a, a dual sportsman, and a lot of mm. people don't know this. He actually won the South Australian Squash Championships mm. against a guy that went on to become national champion. Mm. Wow. So I think back then everybody was doing a couple of sports. And it was harder back then as well because they didn't have um, the back wall, so they used to lo um, lose a lot of squash balls. <laughs> just, yeah. They were just getting it. It was a much slower game. Yeah. Um, so you would have to hit it, go re-get re it, yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, yeah. a little um, kid called Adam Gilchrist get taking them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of squash? Like, do you think it's a... I mean, hitting it against a wall? Oh, I, I love squash. I, you would. <laughs> no, I like squash as well. I actually really like squash. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fun game. It, Hard on uh, your knees. And your hamstrings and your I had an old boss glutes. whose theory was that squash was a front for swingers clubs. Okay. And then what would happen in the 70s, early 80s is swingers would go to squash courts. Mm -hmm. They'd tell, you know, their partners or they'd tell people, I'm going for some squash. Yep. Okay. Then they would go down there and it would just... Break loose. <laughs> what are we talking about? But yes, his, his theory funny. was. Is that why they made all the glass wall? The walls are all yeah, made of glass. Yeah, so yeah. Like people can watch. That's why, yeah, absolutely. So you can sit and watch. How I don't cool. like saying that because my my dad and his brothers all grew up playing a lot of squash. Mm. Also, it you was play. Was very also, you play squash. I do play squash and with my old man. But even the squash, <laughs> even the squash, even the squash cameramen are like also like quite they hidden as well because they like hide in that little perspex thing at the bottom. The, like I think New Zealand's the, the last place to still televise squash, Nick. Oh mate, Susan DeVoy. <laughs> no, Pakistan. Oh geez, they love some squash over there. You know what yeah, else they love in Pakistan? Speak. Hockey. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. All right, I'm Nick. Done. Yes. Oh, this is great. So this is. Um, 
this is my favourite. Uh, I think most successful code hopper. Um, I'm going to go for. You said that for the last bloke. Yeah, mm. but this guy is. <laughs> Since then, equal, this guy's moved up. No, I found more stuff out about him. Here he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the same guy again. I'm going to go with Gavin Hastings. Uh, oh, Hasto, eh? Scotland's granite hard talisman <laughs> uh, for about 10 years. Not only was he the last line of defence uh, as a fullback, but he's also um, a uh, goal kicker as well. And so he was. Um, you might need what to give us a sport. Are we talking? Yeah. Rugby Union. Oh, he's Caber tossing. Caber tossing. Yeah. Okay, Gavin Hastings was. And he curling. played for Scotland. He was fullback for Scotland. What sometimes sport? played for five. Rugby. <laughs> no, I haven't said it. You know? Oh, did I not? Okay, cool. you just you just went up from I'm from New Zealand. If I'm talking about sport, everyone assumes it's rugby. Let's go. Okay, so he's playing a rugby union. Um, Fifteen men on a side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you have There's to pass the ball, ball to a man behind you. Okay. <laughs> okay, so he was uh, a great talisman, but then he. He switched up his uh, coding uh, sports to uh, play American football for... He played it in the NFL Europe. And he played a oh. single season uh, for the Scottish Claymores. And guess what, guys? They went on to win the NFL World Bowl. So Really? Yeah, the Scottish Claymores. So he won uh, a grand slam in the rugby, which uh, means that in the Six Nations they win uh, against every single team uh, in the Six Nations. He uh, made the quarterfinals in the World Cup, captain the World Cup uh, 1995 Scottish team, beaten by the All Blacks. Um, but he <laughs> was also then went on to win the right. NFL World Bowl, which is the biggest of all the bowls. <laughs> um, and and yeah. in American football, who'd they beat in the World Bowl, Nick? Uh, they beat another team. Uh, it was the the <laughs> Latvian. It was. It was losers. something like the German Heimlich Heimlich <laughs> <laughs> They kept coughing up the ball. Uh, they um, they no. defeated the Prague Cobblestones. All right, that leaves us with worst code hoppers of all time. Yeah, this is when oh, this is when we hit the highlights. Mm. Um, Barney. All right, I'm going in dangerous ground here. Um, oh, you are. I've seen what you've got written on your paper. <laughs> Look, now, first off, this is not a critique of the man himself um, because he works here, he's a giant, and I'm terrified of him. But Sam Burgess had an ill-fated attempt at code hopping. Well, the other thing is Tommy's oh. very close with Sam Burgess. <laughs> Calls uh, him Uncle Sam. Yes, yep. you do, don't you, Tommy? Um, yes. We have Christmases together. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I'm reconsidering this now because I remember at the at our end of season drink uh, at the end of last year, every time Sam had walked past me, he'd get Barney and just leave me a little shot in the ribs, yeah. just very friendly. Um, but very friendly when you're that big is kind of hard, and I just think if if he put anger into it, I could die. Um, well, but we might learn after let's, this one. Let's not <laughs> be critical of Sam himself because Sam's done great things. Um, so. Uh, obviously started with the Bradford Bulls in the Super League in England. Um, what, came which, out which, um... Rugby League. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very Touché. good. Thank you. 2010 <laughs> season, he's lured out here by uh, Russell Crowe and the, the people at Souths yeah. um, and begins a storied NRL career which culminated in uh, him being instrumental and inspirational in their 2014 Premiership win. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, you'll remember... Remember Nick, you know, yep. that famous head clash mm. he had. Um, with another right, Englishman. With another Englishman, mm. yes. Mm. And um, <laughs> and broken cheekbone, I believe it yes. was. Zygoma. 
But you know what? Unlike a leg, he played on. Yeah, yeah. Cheek, we're learning mate. something. Yeah, played on. They win the grand final. Uh, all part of the dream. But then he he leaves the the glitz. Hang on, James Graham played on with a broken leg. Remember? He did too. Wow. This season, James Graham broke his leg and he kept playing. Sorry. Yeah. That was. I just realised there was a guy with a broken leg that kept playing. That's really. What, what do you do there? He is mad. He's mad. He's he's as in just. Just wants to so win. Just, just doesn't matter. He just hopped along, or was he? No, he was just limping no, a lot. He he was limping a bit. He, they eventually the trainer convinced him to come off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said, "Oh, he, that's that's dangling. Yeah. You shouldn't do yeah. that. That foot's meant to face the other way." Yeah. yeah. I don't think that bone's supposed to protrude. <laughs> traditionally, <laughs> traditionally legs have one knee. James. <laughs> you fit have two places your leg bends. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I just remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> so they, he wins the 2014 premiership with South and decides to turn his back on the glitz and glamour mm. of uh, rugby league to pursue his dream of coming off the bench for England in rugby union and uh, <laughs> signed a three-year deal with Bath Rugby Union. Yep. Um, was a shock selection for the World Cup um, mm-hmm. because what happened is they, they go into that World Cup as they go into every World Cup um, with with hope and with with this idea that it's coming home. Um, yes, and it was in the UK. That it was yeah. in the UK, yeah. so there, there's mm-hmm. high hopes. Um, they uh, were eliminated in the pool stage. Yeah. Uh, first time they've ever done that. Humiliated. Um, and a lot of people pointed fingers yes. at Sam and his selection. Uh, English press being English um, did their best to, well, can't they turn on a team? Oh, geez. And find an individual to blame for all their world's woes. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to Sam. Um, yeah, so uh, his three-year deal with uh, Bath, he said, oh, how about you release me from that, boys? 2016, I'm back in the NRL. Did you have another Sam Burgess fact, Tommy? No, I didn't. I, I just thought What that... did he make for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he brought a lovely lasagna. Um, no, I just think he was... It's widely now considered that he was wrongfully... Oh, mate. For, for that, because... According to his own Twitter feed, when he tweeted, <laughs> if you actually rewatch the game, I participated in, you'll see I added to them. What cost us an early exit was individual egos and selfish players not following our leader. There you go. What, what, do, you, what do you make of that, Tommy? I don't know. I just think their coach, Stuart Lancaster, was way out of his depth and he was shit. Yeah. But, and I mean, he, got, he got sacked not long after Sam left. Yeah, so. right. yeah. Did he tell you that after with a glass of sherry and yeah, we were, pud? Yeah, we were, we were cr- crushing a central Otago Pinot and we were just <laughs> laying into the scotch fingers like there was no tomorrow. Also, it was a hard pull. It was Wales and Australia who were really great at, that, at their World Cup. And yeah. what, we weren't particularly good at the last one or...? Yeah, no, we were great at all. Problem, <laughs> um, I'll go next. I want to talk about uh, Usain Bolt, if you don't mind. Um, the greatest track and field athlete Thank you. Um, of our time. Has made $34.2 million. Wow. Right, a lot of money. Arguably, at one point, the most famous athlete in the world, known worldwide, mm. um, participated in the 2008, 2012, 2016 Summer Games. Won the triple at each, the 100 metre, the 200 metre and the 4 by 100 metre. Had nine gold medals. Then got stripped of one because one of his teammates in the 4 by 100 in 2008 was a juicer. Oh. Um, by that I mean was, was doing steroids, not... Not yeah. making <laughs> not green juices. Not juice your first. No. Yeah, not a juice bullet. Wore one of those silly bandanas in the race. Yeah, no. <laughs> Got disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> playing way music up, way too loud. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, a trail of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sell your protein balls you don't need. Yeah. Um, now, not what do you got. do from there? 
What do you? We crash shots. What do you do from there? The dizzying heights. Mm. What you do is you go. Well, I'm going to give that up to focus on my dream, which is of playing for the Central Coast Mariners in the A-League. Oh, the Marinators. Uh, one of the great teams. Which, um, <laughs> and we followed it every step of the way here at Fox Sports. I think at one point we had a, a Usain camp during a, there was a, a what would what'd you call it, a trial match. He was uh -huh. playing against um, MacArthur Southwest United. Oh, Central great Coast team. Mate. Gr solid team. <laughs> Absolutely hopeless. But he got a brace. Yeah. He got a brace. Um, missed about four sitters in front. Was a bit shit. But... They were still pumping him because he was bums on seats. So 10,000 people showed up to see that trial, um, which was more than they had at their last home game. Surely there'd be just a lot of balls behind the line, you know, just you're saying just go chase it type type tactics with him. Just use your, use your pace. There was, yeah, but he was, there was moments where he was, and this is not a joke, he was outrunning the ball. So, <laughs> like, he was going too far and he couldn't slow himself down to get to the ball. There was, there was one that was dead in front across that came across and he overran it. <laughs> you know, by the way, just a quick note, when he broke the world record in 2008, 9.69, mm. it's, now, it's now widely touted that he, one of his shoelaces was undone. <laughs> That's a true that, story. That, that should have been in the X Games with that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so in the wash-up, they still want to sign him, the Mariners, but he turns it down, turns down the contract. And this, I love this here. I want to read this to you. The club said last month they had offered Bolt a contract proposal, but salary remained a substantial obstacle to a deal being reached. A-League boss Greg O'Rourke last month said it was much, much less that they had than what the Sprinters camp were expecting. Bolt's camp had re reportedly asked for a deal of around $3 million, but the Mariners' offer was reportedly in the vicinity of $150,000. <laughs> Wow. $3 million is the, what's that, the total team budget for oh, an A-League team? It would be. That'd He's be asked for $3 million, they've gone, yeah. we can give you $150,000. Um, you know what I think the A-League needs to do? Maybe look at hiring some footballers. I don't know. I know it's mad. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a crazy idea. But maybe go and get some people that can play. My highlight of the whole affair was when Matt Shervington was hosting the game. <laughs> this was great. And Matt, obviously also a sprinter, big fan of Usain, so excited yeah. that he was coming down to play, so excited that he was going to do that. Yeah. The big moment came for them to interview Usain. He came across and Matt brushed him on a handshake. And if you look it up on it YouTube, oh, mate. Have a look. It is so just yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. That was his big moment. Really? Um, it's the second biggest reason Matt's famous, I guess. Is it? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's famous for one really big reason, yes, though. Yes, being yeah. at one point the fastest Australian. <laughs> yeah. It definitely was. Come on, game. Huge, huge reason. Uh, oh, I'll go next. Here we go. I've Nick. got one here All right. for you, you guys. Mix it up, Nick. Andrew Freddy Flintoff. So obviously he was a, a well-renowned cricketer for England. Um, and uh, this is what he tried to do. He tried to his hand at boxing two years after he retired from all forms of cricket. Um, so the all-rounder, he tried. He basically made his debut in a four-round fight at Manchester Arena. And this is who he fought. He, um, <laughs> he fought Richard Dawson who was known as, you know how that, like, sometimes they got like, Richard the Hurricane or, mm, you know, yeah, Richard, yeah. Like, like, you know, whatever, the, the Terminator. His, he, he, was, he was named Richard Dawson, a friendly chubster from Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Richard the friendly chubster from Oklahoma, Dawson. 
<laughs> and so he managed to outpoint him and win, and win, which is fantastic. That's what you want, though, right? Well, because he's so friendly. Instead of boxing, <laughs> he's trying to shake his hand. <laughs> it's hard to do in gloves. And he, um, he started off encouraging, uh, encouragingly enough, but um, he got, well, he basically got... Um, he got caught with a cheeky left hand from the friendly chubster and he got knocked down <laughs> <laughs> in the first round and Flintoff, it looked all, he looked dead for all money, but he came back and uh, he managed to win him by outscoring, outscoring him. Now, there's a famous Muhammad Ali quote, which is, you know, how you box is you float like a butterfly and you sting like a bee. Now, Flintoff's fighting style was described as <laughs> his feet spread like an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> and he camply swatted off balance as if he was trying to kill a butterfly. <laughs> 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 and uh, and somehow and somehow this is the commentator somehow he survived and he won. Uh, Flintoff coaches. So normally they say, oh, you know, there's room to improve, or we could work again. Flintoff's coaches said after the fight, I just hope he doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should I should I go, guys? Finish yes. this up. Yeah, yeah bring us home. So, strong. my least favorite coat hopper or worst coat hopper was Brock Lesnar, <gasps> uh, the WWE star yes. turned MMA star. Yes, which actually <laughs> I do like this story. Which actually was a very successful trans like transformation. Mm. Like he, he, he was he was very good. He was mm. he was a he was a, in two thousand six. He he left the WWE mm. and he he ended up going and trying his hand at MMA, mm. which he was very successful at. But preceding that, after the first couple of years as WWE and he became he became like a, a belt holder in the WWE, mm. he decided that – or his, his against, team decided – Against all odds. Against all odds. <laughs> to quote, Brock Lesnar has made a decision to put his WWE career on hold and prepare to try out for the National Football League. Yes. You can't even write that. No, so he decided. They did. He, they did. They decided that he wanted to. He, he decided he wanted to put himself out into an open tryout for the NFL. Wow. Uh, and he and after a lot of scrutiny and people being this can't this has to be a publicity stunt. Mm. Can't be serious. He came out and very angrily said, "This is a load of bull. It's no WWE stunt. I'm dead serious about this shit." That's so good. he he basically went in there and and he actually put in a really good combine like they they trialed really really well. Uh, they ended up the Minnesota Vikings ended up giving him a position on their on their roster. Wow! He played all three preseason games. Yeah. And then a day before the first <laughs> first game of the season, he got cut, and he got told that he was not good enough, not oh, not, not fit enough. He broke. His I love leg. how that guy's <laughs> not fit enough. Now, the guy's built like a brick shit house yeah. and he's he's twice as ripped as any of the other defensive linemen, but he wasn't fit enough. Uh, he actually also had a stint in the NFL Europa. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Big league over Super there. Um, the was he at the Claymores? <laughs> he was not at the Claymores. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not, not good enough? He ended, up, he ended up going back to MMA and back to wrestling and he ended on a very high note. In 2017, 18, 19, he was the WWE Universal Champion. So wow. I know it's all wow. show, the WWE, yeah. but he finished on top. Why did you go from well where, you, where it's like choreographed and you know what's going to happen and you're not going to feel that much pain to actually doing where you, somebody's kicking your face in. Why would you do that? Yeah. I don't know, but actually, funny you mentioned the drugs thing, he obviously wasn't He obviously wasn't confident in necessarily in his ability because he was actually found out for 
Yeah. For in MMA. In MMA, out. he was found out for, yeah. for doping and was fined $250,000. Yeah, and that's right. kind of what spurred for him to be like... Against Mark Hunt. Yeah, and he's like, I'm just going <laughs> to... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back to the WWE what? where I can juice all I want and just a bit of play throwing. Yeah. So you can I'm juice... sorry, what did he hold it against? <laughs> <laughs> that's how they found out because... <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have had one of those. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 All right. Well, I think that's the end of our podcast, everybody. Um, what, a, what a great like, note to finish yeah, on. Literally yeah, ever, the end. Ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah. um, Tommy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, get on. Leave a five-star review. Yeah. We might read yeah. it out next week. Um, we, let's push us up to number 10 in the Australian wow. sporting podcast that are delivered on a Wednesday. And, Nick, if you can uh, call someone at home and find out where we're sitting in New Zealand, that'd be great. I'd love to know where we're on their iTunes. Yeah, sure. Is it just iTunes over there? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Tommy, have no, you got it's actually Dobbins. called, called WeTune. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a topic for next week? No, mate, don't have a topic yet. We'll Nothing get like thinking ahead, Tommy. <laughs> mm, all right, that's us. Goodbye, good night, farewell. See ya.